What do you think of that little jingle? Is that fun? Yeah. Kind of just makes, brings up excitement. Like, let's go. Let's do something good. Let's do something positive. Welcome to a muzzled chat. We're going to kick this back off. Why not? Now, listeners, this episode was even a surprise to me. And it just came. It's, it's no coincidence to how this man has, has come to sit across from me here today. I want to say, God. He's he's behind the scenes making things happen and it's so beautiful and it's so exciting. Now, Bill here, what a strong man cuz I mean, we could even dive into it. I met you just randomly at this business convention over what this this previous weekend. Yes. And I, I barely get there, and he's talking to two amazing ladies I know, and they're just hitting it off. And I could just see this energy coming from you and them, and just this beautiful encounter. And I just kind of seamlessly insert myself into the conversation. And I was blessed because here you were basically pouring your heart out to like attributing so many things to God and saving your life and life challenges and just instantly felt blessed in your presence because you as a man had no fear in showing emotion showing just real raw life experience and I was just I was touched and it moved me and I'm like wow we could we could join forces and help other people good i mean that's that's my goal actually in life you know i i uh i've always uh uh, thought about doing something where maybe even starting a corporation or Mm. just a group or something about changing changing lives because you know what i've had somebody looked out for me and gave me opportunities Mm mm-hmm and uh, maybe I could do the same for others. 100%. Wow. Whatever we could do here on Muzzle Chat to support that, champion that, get behind that, we're here. We're here. All right. I'm excited. The world needs that, Bill. We need you. We need this corporation. Yesterday, as <laughs> much, I mean, as much as we could do. Yeah, you know? absolutely. But, um, yeah, why don't you just dive in and tell us a little about yourself as to whatever you feel like, you know, touching on. Okay. Just out the gate. Well, you know, I was uh, I was born in Mesa, uh, raised in Chandler. I actually went to Chandler High School before Streetlight, so you can kind of show my age a little bit. There we go. But uh, I, uh, I was raised by a nice LDS family. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they've done their best to try to show me the, the right way to live in. And stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know, and of course, I'm a kid that never listens. Right. I'm uh, very opinionated, and I think I could do everything on my own, right? We got to learn the hard way. Yes, It absolutely. seems guys like you and I, I can, I can relate to that. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I, uh, 
I never got along with my dad. Right. You know, even though he he was truly an amazing person, but you know, if I talk in the fa- with the family, I don't say that. You know, mm. because we, me and him, butted heads like you would not believe. And uh, so I actually ran away from home when uh, when I was 16. Wow. I dropped out of high school, and I never went back and got my GED. I, uh, I've lived my whole life l- day by day, you know, and accepted what God's going to put in front of me. And uh, I'm fortunate enough that God's always put me at the right place at the right time. Mm. Uh, I truly believe that my life, even though I've had a, a, a very ex- extensive and busy life prior to meeting my wife, yeah. the day I met her, I believe that my life actually began. Wow. I, uh, I start crying. (laughs) I got a thing for that. (laughs) Tissue paper. (laughs) I I assure you this has only been used for the face. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'll get I'll get official. We'll get a budget one day here on the muzzled. We'll Uh, have a I'll bring you a tissue box. (laughs) (laughs) But uh what happened is uh I uh I was all spun out on crystal meth. Wow. I mean, to the bat, to the point where I was, uh, I was a superintendent for a big construction company. I made this guy millions and millions of dollars. I mean, I built high rises for him. I've done wow. newspaper plants. I mean, I traveled all over the United States working for this guy, mm. uh, doing remodels, that kind of stuff. I did Cal Poly University, Broadway Southwest in Oakland and San Francisco at the same time. This is all before, Oh, you know, my timeline gets all messed up because of my injury I just had. But, right. Uh, but I, I, I can tell you that, um, you know, I've, uh, I admire the guy that I was working for because for him, he's the one that opened up opportunities for me. And mm-hmm. I know that God put me in his place for a reason. I, uh, but I was spun out on crystal meth so bad that I woke up one morning and my face was all swelled up because I literally took tweezers and plucked every hair off my face. Oh my goodness. My mustache, my beard, my eyebrows, my eyelashes, everything. I, I was just tweaking so bad on crystal meth that I was, uh, it was scary. Right. right. So I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, oh my gosh, I got to get away from this. Right. right. So I called my boss up and I said, Hey, look, I got a cocaine problem. I, cause I didn't think you'd know what crystal meth was. Mm-hmm. And uh, I need to take some time off. He goes, absolutely, son. You take whatever time you need, and uh, give me a holler when you're ready to come back to work. So I uh, I took some time off, and I was off work for about a month. And in the meantime, I was doing little odd jobs here and there to earn some money. And uh, one day, I had my little brother. Um, he helped me, and a couple of his friends helped me do a little demo job. And and uh, so I'm like, okay, come on, guys, I'll take you to the lake. Mm. Well. We were sitting there warming up the motor on the, on the, cruising up the lake at Canyon Lake up here in in, uh, in Mesa, and uh, he, uh, all of a sudden we saw these girls, flagging, trying to flag us down, and I thought the oldest was probably thirteen, you know, mm. and, and I was twenty four at the time, and I was mm. like, no way am I gonna let that happen, right? But my little brother and his friends were 12, 13 years old, and they're like, come on, come on, come on, pick them up, pick them up. <laughs> so for them, I went ahead and picked them up, right? Yeah. And uh, I, uh, we are cruising around all day. I was teaching them how to uh, water ski and that kind of stuff. And, and I think what attracted my wife to me is uh, she had her hair in, her, in braids. Mm-hmm. And I helped get her braids out undone. And just oh, the fact wow. that a, a man knows how to do knew that 
Well, I, I'm the only boy out of five kids. Yeah. And I was next to the oldest. And I, uh, you know, you just learn how to take care of things for women, you know? Yeah. So I, I did that. And then uh, about halfway through the day, I go, I'm starting to freak out because, you know, I love kids. I, I truly do. I, I, I think the, the. But you were very yeah. mindful of that situation. Yeah, because I was thinking, oh my gosh, if my kids were out on a boat half a day. That's where you initially were like, no, no, no. Yeah. But the, you know, the. Your younger what brother and yeah. his friend. friends, yeah. yeah. I mean, they were just at that age, girls. Yeah, you know, come <laughs> on, girls. Well, I was still at that age too, but not for that age, right? Right, right. Yeah, you were mindful. And so I, I, uh, I asked them. I go, oh my gosh, girls, aren't your parents gonna get upset? They go, parents, we're not here with our parents. We're here on a company party. I go, well, shoot, how old are you? Yeah. She goes, twenty. And I go, oh, uh, how you doing? I reached my hand out and shook her hand, and I go, my name's Bill. (laughs) Right. Even though she's been with me for the half a day. You know what I mean? I uh, finally introduced myself because I felt comfortable with it because she was old enough, right? Right. And uh, so I I literally asked her out that right then. I go, man, we need to go out. And uh, she says, oh, you know, let me think about it. So she hung out with us the rest of the day. And uh, and her friends kept saying, oh, them old guys are a lot of fun. You need to go out with this guy. He's mm. uh, He seems like he's a lot of fun. You need to go out with him. Because she was second guessing doing it, right? Mm. And uh, she said, okay, yeah, I'll go out with you tonight. And so we went out that night. We had such a really good time uh, that uh, we went out the next night. And then on the third night, I asked her to marry me. That's and she told me, she goes, she looked up at me and she goes, you're crazy. You're I don't crazy. know if I ever want to see you again. Well, my heart was broken. Right. Because to be honest with you, it freaked me out how much I was attracted to her the minute I met her. Mm. Because, you know, there's just a lot of weirdos out there. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and it was freaking me out that I was attracted to her. Well, you're quite young yourself. No, 24. I, I, know, yeah. I know. But uh, but it was still kind of freaking me out. But then uh, when she said yes, you know, I was excited, right? So I was heart filled, mm. and uh, so I and uh, I I know God put me there that day for a reason. Well, to hear, and this is something we could dive into futuristically. Some of uh, because we actually just had brunch, y'all. We're we're digesting <laughs> a meal. I'm kind of trying to pinch myself. I should have put a tack on my shoe or something, keep myself alert. But uh, wow to share so many of these connections where you basically gifted that boat a very nice but 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 wow i mean do we even go there or is that just getting too derailed no we we i mean i you know when i say i I we need to get back to the god's always taking care of me always i mean without a doubt i'm so thankful every day i wake up thanking him for everything he's ever done for me right uh, I, I, to go back a little bit farther than that is I, I, uh, I was given that boat. It was yes. a 22 foot Hawaiian day cruiser and, and it was owned by a farmer and I come walking up to him and I go, Hey Ricky, that's a nice boat. He yeah. goes, yeah, you want it? I go, yeah, right. Uh, yeah. I couldn't afford that boat. You know, right. I, I was 16 years old, you know, and, wow. uh, he goes, seriously, if you want it, you can have it. It's got a blown motor in it. And, uh, it, I, I, it, al- it almost uh, my family was in there and it started sinking and I don't want my family in it no more. So you can have the boat. I go, well, shoot, I'm a mechanic. I go, I'll, okay. I'll rebuild it. Right? Yeah. And uh, so I took the boat home and it ended up being just a water pump. And when the water pump went out, it burned the baffles up in the back of the motor and it started taking in water. Yeah. And so it rapidly started taking in water. So it uh, 
he got scared of it. So uh, I went ahead and fixed all that stuff. It cost me like 12, 15 bucks to fix all the parts That's for it. That's incredible. And so I took the boat back to him and said, hey, Ricky, you know, I showed him what happened and what was done. He says, I don't care. You know, I'm buying an outboard motor. He says, I don't, I've already got the boat coming. I gave you the boat. It's yours. What a man, Bill. He didn't even take it out and get some fun before going to deliver it back because he just knew morally, like, yeah, I just couldn't. That would weigh on your conscience. That, 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 that's a pretty big act that a lot of folk wouldn't do. Oh, he gave me the boat. I'm going to hush, hush, hush. And the fact you did that, and this man's like, no, I already got another boat on the way. Cheers. Like, wow. Yeah. So that's another way it, of God aligning. Aligning, meeting your wife. Yes. And all these things are, people go, oh, it's coincidental. You can fortune cookie and, <laughs> you know, this all step of the way, you know, kind of thing. But it's just like. But but as you've expressed more of the love you have for your wife and the way she's set you on that path. Well, even though she told me I was crazy and didn't want to ever see me again, I was heartbroken. Okay, yeah. And I literally did not leave my room for a week. And uh, a week later, I hear a knock on the door, and I open up the door, and there she is standing there. Mom. I go, what are you doing here? And she goes, I don't know what you did to me, but I can't get you off my mind. So... Soon after that, we got married. <laughs> Within a couple months, that's, we were married. That's that's a and now we've been married thirty six years. Wow, got three kids and soon to have our ninth grandbaby. Wow, and uh, I can tell you that I'm uh, I'm an extremely blessed person. So get, getting back to the the crystal meth, right? Mm, mm. I was sober when I met my wife, and I did not let her know that I used to do drugs. Mm. I did not know tell her about all my bad things that were going on in my life. So I kind of hid that from her. Mm. And I you know I I I'm sorry that I did, but thankful in the meantime. Because uh when uh we tried making it uh doing uh, working around the place when it was I was struggling trying to make ends meet and stuff like that, so I called my boss back up. I said, "Hey, look, I'm clean and sober. Can I come back to work?" Because I was explaining to her how much I was making. I was making over $100,000 a year back then. Mm. I mean, that's a lot of money. Good money. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so he said, yeah, absolutely. Come on back. I got a job I want you to run. So I was running uh, several jobs. I did uh, Cal Poly University. I did Broadway with my wife. Uh, Broadway Southwest. I did uh, Oakland and in San Francisco at the same time. Mm. And uh, so I've done a lot of work, right? But the problem was is I got back on crystal meth. Mm. Because if you're around people that associate with it, you're going to, it's, it's eventually you're going to break, right? Right. And uh, while we were in Oakland, uh, my wife, now when I met my wife, she, she would burn macaroni and cheese. I mean, she's probably one of the worst kicks ever. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was terrible. <gasps> and uh, we were in Oakland and uh, uh, right before uh, Thanksgiving, I, uh, I had a company meeting. You know, explaining that they, they're going to have X amount of days off and that kind of stuff. So I had a whole bunch of people there because I was running both jobs, right? And my wife comes strolling in and she goes, hi, everybody. I know there's a lot of you that's a long way from home. And if you don't have a place to go for Thanksgiving, why don't you come and join me, Bill? I looked over at her like, are you kidding me? That's going to cost us a fortune, right? So I went ahead and finished my meeting. And after the meeting, I go, 
baby, we can't afford to cater this. I mean, that's that's a lot of people. Mm. She goes, oh, I'm not going to cater it. I'm, I'm actually going to cook it myself. I just started smiling. Uh, I didn't say nothing to her because I loved her. You know, I didn't want to offend her, but she couldn't cook, right? Oh, wow. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, well, at least we won't have to worry about anybody wanting to come over for dinner no more, you know? <laughs> gotcha. And uh, she was on the phone with my mom and her mom all day while we were working. Mm. And uh, we, we, I got there, and it smelt heavenly, and by far the best Thanksgiving dinner to date. Wow. Uh, and since then, she's been an amazing cook. Holy, wow. Yeah, amazing cook. So we were doing that, and uh, and then, you know, like I said, I got strung up on crystal meth again, and she keeps asking for some. I see you doing it all day, all day. I mean, I was going through probably an eight ball a week. I mean, that's a lot of crystal meth. Wow. And uh, she's like, I just want to try it. And I kept telling her, no, baby, because once you try it, I quit before and I couldn't stay quit. Once mm. you try it, it's hard to stop. And uh, I don't want you on it. And uh, one day we was, I was working in Vegas and she goes, look, I'm, I want to go home and visit my kids. I mean, not my kids, but my, uh, my mom. And I'm going to stay a couple weeks. But I'm tired. I've been packing all day, getting the, uh, getting the baby ready, all that kind of stuff. And uh, she goes, can I have just enough to get me home? I see you working day and night on that stuff. Just give me enough to get me home. Hmm. And, I, and she convinced me to, to let her try it. Hmm. So I gave her just a little bump. She goes, is that all? I see you doing these big old lines all the time. Hmm. I says, it doesn't matter, baby. That's all you need to get you home. Hmm. She goes, Okay. So she went home, and then three days later, I'm at the bottom of the uh, building that we were working on and uh, partying with all my friends, and all of a sudden, this beautiful girl comes walking in the door. She's dressed to the nines. I mean, oh, my gosh. She's a, she's just attractive, very attractive woman, right? Wise woman. Yeah. So she comes in, and I go, what are you doing here? And she goes, you know, to be honest with you, I've already went up to the room, packed up all my bags. They're already loaded up in the car. And when I, was, I got it, I then set in the car, and I was going to leave you. I figured I'd give you one chance, one shot at this. So you can either um, get up and come home with your family right now or stay here with these motherfucking piece of shit friends of yours, just wow. like that. Wow. And I looked at her, and I got up, and I was starting to walk out, and everybody's giving me a hard time. I said, are you kidding me, guys? I'd much rather be with her than any of you. Wow. So I left with her. And I never touched any drugs from that day forward. Now, I could tell you. That's a godsend. I could tell you that uh, I was probably not the nicest person to be around for about a year. Because I was going through withdrawals and all kinds of stuff. I mean, I was not a nice guy. I personally haven't. But I've seen other, how it just destroys lives. Like some of these substances out there yeah. now. But the problem of it is, it doesn't just destroy your life. It destroys everybody yeah. around you. Yep. I mean, it really does. But like I said about God taking care of me. Yeah. My boss that I worked for for all those years prior to this, he calls me up about a year later and he goes, Bill, are you back on that stuff again? I go, absolutely not. I guarantee you my wife would lose me. And I can tell you that my wife's way more important than any drug out there. He said, great. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Uh, I go, well, look, I can't work for you because there's drugs around there and I can't be a part of it. If I'm around it, I might just do it again and then I'll end up losing my family. He goes, no, no, no. I just want to talk to you. 
you know, I haven't, haven't seen you in a while, and I'd just like to catch up with you. I said, okay. So I went over to his office in Phoenix, and uh, he goes, what do you want to do with your life? Hmm. I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, if you had an opportunity to do anything, anything, I don't care, what would you do? Would you do construction? Would you do uh, whatever? Whatever it is, tell me what would you do with your life? I said, to be honest with you, I really enjoyed doing farming. And I'd like to get back in the car harvesting. He goes, really? So what would it take? If you wanted to do that, what would it take to get you back started? Cotton? Cotton harvesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah, cotton harvesting. So I, I told him. Yeah. And he wired me, wired that money in my account that day. Wow. He says, go make it happen. And just pay me back when you can start making money. So... I was, I went out and I started building it and then he just, he would see that I was doing stuff and so he kept loaning me more money and more money and I kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and I ended up being the fourth largest cotton harvester in the lower United States. Wow. And uh, that's only because God put him in my life. Right. Who put my wife in my life. Mm -hmm. The farmer. I mean, I'm so aligned with God that you would not believe. Because, you know, just like I had my psychologist told me one time, she goes, life is like a roller coaster, right? Yeah. Everybody, I don't care how rich or poor you are, it's like a roller coaster, yeah. right? You have your ups and your downs, right? Mm -hmm. What defines who you are is when you're on your very bottom, mm -hmm. hitting rock bottom, what are you do willing to do to get back up again? That defines on who you are. Wow. And I've been a fighter my whole life. Me and my wife, we've been through lots of ups and downs. Right. Lots. Well, I got so big that I ended up having seven companies. Mm -hmm. And by 2008, I had seven companies doing almost $40 million a year. Wow. And when the market crashed, I lost them all. Lost them all. But I didn't lose my family. My wife and my kids follow me everywhere I've been mm. and I'm just a blessed person and I thank God for that that's that's oh my gosh it's hard to it's hard for me to even put into words how you have had wild success and it, you've come from pretty much nothing right mm -hmm. and then wild success and it all taken away but it's this gratitude you harbor that it isn't about the materialistic things it's essentially the choices we all have and what is boiling down to everyone's got their trials just like you were so eloquently putting uh, relating to a roller coaster mm -hmm. everyone's got their challenges and they're it's not even a competition in a way, it's all equally yoked in a sense. They're their own challenges, but how you were able to look down at them and seize them as the opportunities that they are and and help help you on staying the course of what's meaningful and purposeful in this life and not losing sight of God and everything along that along that journey. Well, you know, the thing that I've learned is that uh you know, as you're going through the the hardships of life, because we all have them. Okay. Yes, we all have them, right? As you're going through the hardships of life, there's a positive 
with every negative. Mm -hmm. There's always a positive. So when you're going through the worst times of your life, what do you have to think that you're thankful for? Yeah. And when you, when you can't see none, because some people say, well, I don't have any. It's only because you're not looking hard enough. Mm. Everybody has them. Yeah. It, you know, before I lost everything, I, I did a lot of charity work. My kids were playing soccer one time out in Queen Creek. And uh, the kids were, I mean, almost falling as they're running across the field and stuff like that because it was so uneven and potholes and everything else. So I, uh, I asked the school if I could fix it all. They go, well, yeah, but we don't have no money to pay. I said, I don't care. I'll do it for free. So I literally did their baseball fields, football fields, soccer fields. I put in all the background, the backstops. Their I even put in all their playground equipment, all that stuff for free. Hmm. I did the sprinklers. I had rain for rent. I talked rain for rent into donating all the sprinkler equipment. Hmm. Uh, American Fence donated all the the fencing, background, that kind of stuff. Hmm. Uh, Bank One Ballpark actually donated all the sod. And uh, so I got all the materials for me for free, and all I had to do was put the labor into it, and I donated all the labor for that. Wow. Right? So I, next thing I know, I got all the schools calling me. <laughs> hey, come build, come on over and see what we got. Uh, my name was on a plaque of six different schools in Queen Creek and, and three mm -hmm. churches. Wow. Because I did all theirs, and I did it all for free. Well, when I was doing that, I literally got in, uh, interviewed and uh, I can't remember. Now it's coming who. together in my mind as to these random blessings. The world needs more men like you. Uh, all of us. We're all broken. But you, you got a strength and you have a kind heart. And to do all this charitable work, of course, course you're going to be blessed yeah. in, in ways to be able to do that. That's wow. Well, what was nice about it is uh, they did a background check on me. And they go... Look, you, ne you never went past 10th grade. You mm. never got your GED. You never did any of that kind of stuff. Uh, you're a runaway from home, all these things. But yet you became so successful enough to be able to give everything away. Why? How did, how did that all come? I told them, I says, I've never lived my life about money. And they go, what do you mean by that? I said, I've never focused on the money. It's never been my focus ever mm. in life. They go, well, if money's not your focus and that's where you got successful, I need to find out what you're doing so that I could start making the kind of money you're making. Mm. I said, I never think of it about that. So I told them what I did and they, they, uh, they, they, set, they call it Bill's Quote. And, uh, Bill's Quote. We'll see if we could get this up on the screen. If not, oh, because it's live. Yeah, they can't. Well, it, Bill's Quote. You want me to read it? Absolutely. Your success in life is what your willingness is to do for others. Is what your willingness is to do. Wow, I read this terribly. Yeah. Your success in life is what your willingness is to do for others. So if you take your focus away from making money mm. and start focusing on helping others, <coughs> <coughs> money always follows. Right. Wow. Because God always provides for you. that. Yeah. God, God always provides for you to maintain your focus, the true focus, the true focus to help others. Yes. Yeah. So, and then shortly after that, you know, I lost everything. And uh, I remember I opened up a map uh, and I asked the kids, and I was 
I'm making pretty good money. It's crazy. The mortal man will say define lost everything, right? The 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 mortal man, but the spiritual man never loses anything. Didn't lose anything. In fact, it just gained more resolve to what you didn't lose. Yes. Wow. Because I never changed my focus from that point on. Right. You know, so I've always felt like I was the richest man in the world. Matter of fact, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, country western singer. He has a song called The Millionaire. Okay. Uh, Chris Stapleton. Okay. Right? I, 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 every, I get chills every time I hear that song because I feel like it's been my life with my wife. Interesting. Okay. You know, how, you know, uh, you don't have to have money to be rich. Right. All you have to have is love for someone else. Mm. And uh, so I, I don't know. You know, I'm, you know, even though I've been through a lot of things in my life, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm happy. You know, I'm blessed. Wow. I keep asking my wife over and over again because I guarantee you I put her through some stuff. Right. I mean, I really have. With all my injuries and everything else, I mean, I literally uh, put her through a lot. And she's stuck at my side. And I even asked her a couple nights ago, baby, why did you stay with me? Through all this stuff. And she goes, are, are you serious? I love you. I'm a, you're a one and done. Mm. If something happens to you, I will never remarry. Because I don't know if anybody could take the place. Wow. Yeah. I'm definitely a blessed person. Yeah. Mm. If we could um, somehow tap into that, and 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 we are, and that's why I'm so grateful. Like walking up and how I was blessed walking up to that very conversation and meeting you. I just I just hope the listeners can in f in a in a way tap into that too, because the more we can. Tap into this love for one another and willingness to live selflessly and for others. We have everything to gain. We can improve this the quality of life all around us from our uh, city life, our national stage, the world stage. And we can root out a lot of this evil that, that has been happening. And not even in this like war style way. I mean... To certain extents, I mean, who knows what it's going to, certain things may boil down to, but that should be the start. And I truly feel if we're efficient and successful at that, that's all that needs to take place here, right? Well, I, I can assure you, yeah, the simplest things in life mm. makes the biggest difference. Mm. As you're walking through the store, you know, instead of putting your head down and, rah, I got to get this, I got to get that, get this. Yes. Look up. When you see somebody, smile at them. Yeah. Say, how you doing? You'd yes. be surprised how many people react back. Doing great. How about you? Right. You know? And you don't know what's going through their mind at that day. Right. Or even the minute. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it might be that smile that takes it away from where they're at. Shifts their whole day. Yeah. And yeah. if we can get enough people doing that, just think where the world's going to be. Right. I mean, uh, uh, it's all got to start somewhere, right? Because right now, the, at the at the path of where we're going right now, with everything, everything, everything with our governments and yep. and the 
some of the choices that are made out there and how everything's run by pharmaceutical companies and all this other garbage, right? Right. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, you can go for hours on that. Oh, yeah, yeah. endless. Yeah, when you start talking politics and mm-hmm. all that other stuff, but uh, it's definitely endless. But uh, but there is actually a simple s- solution for a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even if you don't believe in God, right? Right. Believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? God put us here for a reason. Right. And if you believe in yourself and show that you believe in yourself, people see it. Yeah. They see the energy that you're producing. Right. They want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. They want a piece of it. And it's interesting as, as, as men, I mean, we constantly get tested. That's why this is a forever work. That's why I love the profound lessons even with fitness in mm-hmm. the gym. Uh, Like if you're not working on this type of intentional kindness, intentional spiritual walk, intentional refining oneself and improving, becoming the best version of you, Mm -hmm. you get soft, you get malleable, you get manipulated because evil is real. And that's the plan to seeking to destroy, deceive. What's the other one? There's like three things, <laughs> but I'm a limited man and it, <laughs> words often slip me. Someone's out there yelling it. <laughs> you know, I probably will be that someone on future listening. It's, yeah. This is too fun. But it, my gosh. Oh, I had a whole nother point there. Well, I, I, I can assure you, with all my injuries, I mean, literally. That's I, what I was going to touch I, uh, Yes. I, uh, my son raced for KTM, right? Okay, and cool. It was, it was ranked, I think, fourth or fifth in the state, you know, for his class. Okay. And uh, one day we were out at the track out here in Queen Creek, and uh, I'm like, you know, I'm going to catch that little kid. You know? Oh, there we go. And uh, so I come around a corner, and I hit a 60-foot tabletop so hard that I hit the face of the second tabletop what were you thinking yeah. i won't even hit those yeah. i've been riding on well, my whole life i've hit jumps and stuff all the time but i i, I was way over aggressive right yeah it sounds so, like it yeah so what happened is i actually had a handlebars go through my chest Jeez. came out to my back and then when it came back out it popped my collarbone up underneath my neck and my lung came out and literally sat on top of my shoulder i'm sitting there looking over it watching it go up and down oh my gosh my lung came out of my rib cage and, uh, you know, the EMTs come running up, and they're, they're getting ready to try to take my hand off. But I can hear every time I go, uh, my lung would go up and down, I can hear click, 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 click. I'm awake through it all, right? Wow. And uh, I told him, I said, look, you touch my helmet. I'll sue you. Get me to the hospital and uh, cut it off me because I think I broke my neck. You know, yeah. I didn't know. I just, yeah, hear, yeah. I just hear noises, right? And then the helicopter shows up. And they're trying to take my helmet. I said, "Don't take my helmet off, please. Strap me to a board. Get me to the hospital. Yeah, and uh, take care of it." And uh, what happened is, uh, when the uh, the handlebars went through my chest, my lung came out. Uh, I guess they tried putting it back in, but every time I cough, my lung would pop back out again. Oh my God. And believe it or not, the one that was out of my chest is the one that kept me alive because then during the impact, the other one collapsed. No way. So the one lung that I had was actually out of my rib cage. That's wild. Yeah. Matter of fact, the doctors told me that I'm the only living mammal at that time that's ever survived that. No at, way. Having a lung out, lung out of your rib cage. Huh. And so I'm, uh, 
you know, so I, they get uh, some doctor came in from Europe and uh, said, why don't we try using hernia mesh? Mm. The mesh they used to tie hernias together. Okay. They did and tied all my ribs together. Wow. So still today, my ribs float. They go in and out. They just float. Holy moly. Yeah. He's pressing in on his <laughs> His hand's disappearing. Yeah. So, wow. uh, but yet I'm, I'm still surviving, breathing and uh, doing well. I mean, when I was telling you that I, I've, uh, I've, I've added a lot of challenges to my wife for my wife. Yeah. I mean, with all the stuff that's happened to me in my life, it's, uh, I'm just thankful that God's. I guess that's a, the point with some of the things you shared that I was trying to grasp of everyone having their challenges. And because you'd like to say after meeting your wife and after quitting the drugs that, well, onward, upward. And in a lot of ways, sure, yeah. sure. Like your life undoubtedly due to those choices and choosing the, the better path, right? That mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily mean it's going to get easier. Is it a more blessed path? Absolutely. And, and, and that's where you're just, you, you've come to a place of peace, happiness, uh, wisdom, right? Is, is by going down that path, but undoubtedly life happens evil situation all sorts of things right and you mm -hmm. physically end up challenged and then there was one with a head trauma yeah i had uh is that the one that got you to a suicidal place yes uh but even before then i was uh on my wife's 21st birthday she uh uh we went to i i have a very addictive personality so uh she wanted to go to the casino which one was living up in oakland right and uh, on the way there I uh, saw places, hot apple pies, blah, blah. So we get to the casino, and I'm like, baby, I don't feel comfortable here, right? Because I, uh, I don't want to gamble my life away, mm. right? And so she goes, well, let's go back to Auburn where they had the hot apple pies, get us a room and just and, uh, enjoy that. I said, perfect. So we get there, and uh, we're at the hotel, and uh, I went to lean up against the railing, and uh, the railing wasn't bolted down. Oh, boy. And I fell off the mezzanine floor and hit the parking curb right across C7 and broke my neck. Jamming, very good. <laughs> I mean, there's stories upon stories, but the last one that happened to me, uh, I was working for a friend of mine. He was actually the best man at my wedding. Mm. I mean, I was uh, working for him, and I was uh, r running the jobs for him. I was a field field manager. And I, uh, I was showing a kid how to run a piece of equipment. And when I did... Uh, something happened and the equipment fell over and I ended up hitting my head so hard that I had a brain bleed for five days mm. and, that's uh, serious and the problem with that was as, as full as my life has been I could not remember a single thing prior to that and, I, and still today my wife says when we moved when uh, we lost everything we moved to Colorado Springs I can remember bits and pieces of Colorado Springs but not Right. All of it. I mean, I guess we lived in three different houses. I don't remember them. It's going to be, yeah, that's what's interesting with head trauma. Um, yeah. You can't, you don't know what you can't remember, you yeah, know. And I mean, then I, you have these random moments and situations that will arise or a certain picture. And then someone's like, even faces. I mean, all sorts of things. And, and it's just, it's it's pretty unsettling. Yeah. And so what happened is I had a friend of mine comes up to me and uh, he says, Bill. You need to be on these products. I go, oh, man, good luck with all that. 
you know, because everybody's got a product, right? Yes. And, uh, yeah. So I got, nah, no, thank you. So what he did is he went behind my back and told my wife that he uh, he would give me the products. So he actually paid for me to be on the products for at least a year. Wow. Right. And it'd probably still be a pain for me to be on the product, except for I, I told him we, we'd do it ourselves, right? Uh, but he got me on these products, and uh, I truly believe they saved my life. Mm. I truly believe they did. I, uh, a year to a year and a half ago, I tried hanging a ceiling fan. I've been in construction my whole life. Mm-hmm. I tried hanging a ceiling fan. I couldn't do it. I tried uh, adding an outlet for my dryer and ended up burning up three dryers in three days. And my neighbor came over and showed me what I was doing wrong. I added 220 to a 110. Now, I've been no around construction way. my whole life. Yeah. Mm. Um, I've, uh, I tried s- my, uh, my employer, which was my best friend. I trusted this guy, right? He literally uh, hired somebody to come in and give me a physical on my second day there. right? And I go, and I don't remember. Uh, when it was in court, because I ended up suing them, mm. when it was in court, that came up. And they said that they gave me a complete physical and told me I was ready to go back to work on mm. my second day here. But yet I had a brain bleed for five days. How would that even happen for one? Mm-hmm. And I don't remember it for two. Yeah. Right? So, uh, I mean, my uh, my life has been through lots and lots and lots of roller coasters, right? So I'm... I uh, Maybe some of the deeper challenges say, you know... I don't know if it's something because a to wrap up on like this product, mm-hmm. I'm so excited to even try it. I'm oh. so excited to look into it. I'm I'm so excited to plug it and share it and have people look into it even for themselves. Because anything, anything that could help improve a quality of life improves everything. If you don't have your health, you don't have like anything in life. And it and it's wild from my head trauma experiences in life, like. It's hmm. <laughs> well. What's what's nice about it is the first product, right? The main ingredient that they started the company with is a product called Protanum. Okay. Uh, the scientific name of it is NRF two. It's uh, what it does. It lowers your oxidative stress by forty percent in less than thirty days. I mean, if you think about it, oxidative stress is a precursor to everything. Okay. I mean, and it lowers it by forty percent. <coughs> There's been so many people that say that that's virtually impossible, mm-hmm. including yeah. a bunch of colleges and American Heart Association. I mean, even Primetime News tried to, thank you, Primetime yes. News even tried to uh, dispute it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And uh, so that uh, they, what they did is they came in and they did their blood work. And then uh, they went on the products. And they're supposed to be on the product for 30 days to get the full, full effects of it, right? Yeah. And two weeks later, they came back and they said, okay, let's check my blood again. Because, you know, they, they want to dispute it. I mean, they want to make it say it's all this, it's all fake, blah, blah, blah. I blah, wonder blah. why. Yeah. Who yeah. pays their bills, I wonder. Uh, me too. Right? You know? Well, they went ahead and did their blood. And after two weeks, it lowered his oxidative stress by 40-some-odd percent. So now Primetime News backs it. They even did a video mm. that I'd be more than happy to show anybody that... Uh, uh, how how his whole outcome became yeah but uh then they came out with a uh, they have a, a drink called oxio right now i'm okay. struggling with memory and all kinds of stuff oxio was invented because they they don't they're tired of the red bulls and all that other stuff right so what they did is they came out <laughs> with an energy drink that actually gives you energy through mental focus interesting 
I need to try that one. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I literally drink two or three of those a day. Wow. I mean, it's less than two bucks a drink. Holy cow, that's cheaper than a Red Bull. Yeah. I mean, so it's uh, definitely They're pretty it. tasty? Well, they come in five different flavors. All right. Man, I should have had you bring some. Uh, no, no. Well, I know. I might even have some out in the truck, so. Okay. I uh, Then they, got, they came out with a liquid collagen, right? Now, okay. Liquid collagen literally has 10 strains of collagen in it, where most products out there, they got four or three or oh, seven. Oh, wow. Six. It's got 10 strings of column, of but that's positive. not even the most positive thing about it. Right. They call themselves the activation company because all their products activate the body within. Hmm. Right. That's where you get your, your health from is by reactivating what God already gave us. Yeah. So what, what it does is it literally activates the collagen so your body starts producing collagen again. Hmm. So there's there's a lot. I mean, they got a lot of different products, and I'm telling you, I take them all because I even do the hair products. You know, when they told me that they have a hair product, I was I was uh, I go great. They go, well, it, you know, the most it might make your hair turn black. You know, you know, you get your color back from going, uh, you know, gray from being old and stuff like that. Well, my hair is actually growing back. Yeah, you I showed mean, me a picture of, I mean, of where you were before. It's pretty. Yeah, pretty within clear. two years, I mean, it's you notice a difference. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I I love everything about the company. I'm truly a product of the product mm. because I try not to miss anything with them. I uh, I'm, I take all their products. As a matter of fact, well, that one of the formulators used to be a chemist for a pharmaceutical company. And uh, she didn't like the way it was going, so she uh, she switched over to me and started uh, formulating stuff for our company. One of the products, I, they actually asked me if I'd be on it. With all my injuries, they asked me if I'd be on it bef- and try it out before anybody else did. Mm. Well, I did, and uh, I could tell you it's amazing. What it's called is Rise and Reset, you know, where they, they found out that your body can only take in certain minerals in the morning and certain minerals at night. So they have two separate vitamins it's called rise and reset so there's certain pills you take in the morning and certain pills you take at night hmm. well within less than a month after being on those even before it even hit the market uh, my psychologist was asking me if i was back on drugs you know because you got to give your whole life history and that kind of hmm. stuff because my energy and my activities and my positiveness and hmm. all that kind of stuff and i said no all i'm doing is taking these products so hmm. i started telling her about the products and now she pulled me off all my psych meds wow it's all over the counter, kind of like holistic. Oh yeah, it's all 100% natural. Yeah, and uh, it's all over the counter. Uh, well, I definitely have to look into that. Yeah, it's pretty amazing stuff. All I know is that I feel like it saved my life. Mm. If you on think this about last it, one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you think about it, well, that and maybe with all of them, you know, because I've had a lot of injuries. But right. I can tell you, if you met me in the walking down the street, you'd never know that there was anything wrong with me. I'm still having issues though. I mean, it's not like it's all gone away. Right. I mean, uh, where I used to go blind uh, three or four times a day, I'm going blind maybe once every two to three months. Hmm. You know, I'm, uh, I still have issues with my uh, dizziness because I'll get to the point where I can't walk. Hmm. And uh, as a matter of fact, I just had one last week. Hmm. Uh, I, had, I had a point where I was, a friend asked me if I'd help drive a truck to make a delivery him because his driver couldn't make it so i did that and uh by the time i got there uh, i couldn't even get out of the truck and oh, my, wow. my wife actually had to come and get me and then oh. he had to go and get he had to get somebody else to drive the truck home 
Uh, and when my wife pulled up, I'm laying on the on the sidewalk. So well, that's what I'm saying. I put my wife there a lot. Yeah. I mean, I'm laying on the sidewalk, and it took two guys to help get me up so I could actually get into my car. Wow. That was just last week. So mm-hmm. even though I look and smile and I think everything's going good, because you know what? I honestly believe it is. With everything that I'm going through right now, that I, 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 I finally got to a point where I've just accepted that this is me. I might be living with this for the rest of my life. Right. But why am I so upset? Because I used to be. I was mad. Why am I having to go through it? With all the good things I've ever done in my life, I've all I've ever done is care about others. Why am I? Why, do you, why are you doing this to me, God? Right? And then I just started thinking, you know, I got my grandbabies call me every morning to say hi. Every morning. I got my kids calling and checking on me. I got friends from all over the world. I got a, I got a friend of mine that literally, when I, I went like four months where I couldn't walk, right? And he literally shut his construction company down in Denver and lived in my, ba- my spare room for four months and then bought the house next to me so he could take care of me. Mm. Why am I so pissed off? I'm still the most blessed guy there is. Mm. God surrounded me with all these amazing, amazing friends you would not believe. So even though I'm still struggling with life sometimes, it's a different struggle. And I've accepted that, uh, you know, this might be my life for the rest of my life. But yet, I got a beautiful full life ahead of me. Yeah. And I thank God for all that. Wow. What you just captured. Yeah, to be to be excited. I mean, man, wouldn't it be so bland and boring if everything was all perfect? <laughs> you know, to have those lows and those <laughs> moments where you're almost questioning God this and that. And then, well... Have you been going to the gym spiritually lately, <laughs> you know, uh, and then you kind of put it all together and things shift and it's just what what a beautiful walk. I mean, well, you know, uh, uh, life is what you make out of it. Yes. Right. Where it's real easy to blame everybody and everything around. Yes. You on what's going wrong. But that's to your detriment, folks. Absolutely. You could point that because finger. Of, that's really as easy. As long as I, li- I was living in my self-pity. I was struggling with life, period. I mean, I was still kind of suicidal, all kinds of stuff. But when I finally accepted that, you know what? Even though I got problems and I'm having struggles in life still, I'm still the most blessed person in the world. Right. I mean, I really am. I got a wife that literally checks on me throughout the day. Billy, you okay? All right. You know, I got friends that call and check on me. And I got my mom... Bought a house right down the street from me. I mean, I mean, I got people surrounding me and wanting to take care of me. I said, I, I could tell you that I am so blessed. It's ridiculous that I wouldn't be there right now. I honestly don't think that I would be here right now if it wasn't for God putting these people in my life. Wow. What would you suppose would be beneficial for others in those dark moments to hear right now? From you, like what helped you get through those moments where it made it made you question your faith even? Stop thinking it's all about you. Mm. Start thinking that. It's not just you. Mm-hmm. It's everybody around you, right? And the effect that you're going through, they're living it too. You might not see it because they're trying to make it to where you don't 
see it so that you, you'd have a better life. But you're affecting everybody around you. So stop making it about you. Mm. And so once I started redirecting my life, that it's about others. You know, mm. It takes my mind off of me. I mean, I went out and got peer cer- certified. So I can help people with drama and drug abuse and that kind of stuff. I literally got pe- just got peer cer- certified a few months ago. Wow. And uh, my goal is to try to help others that's going through the same thing that I'm going through or I've been through. I mean, I've, uh, you know, God gave me a full life, and I think he gave me a full life for a reason. Okay. And I think it's so yeah. that I can, there's not a situation out there that I haven't been through. I've been I was diagnosed bipolar, psychotic, uh, all kinds of stuff. I've, if there's a diagnosis, I've got it, right? <laughs> But yet, I'm making it through. Yeah, I've I'm, I'm I've chosen the better path. And uh, and once once I've accepted the better path, that that all these things that I've been through in my life and all the trauma and all that other stuff is so that maybe maybe I can help others out there. Isn't it interesting how it can all be strengthening? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so take the focus out of yourself, mm. and start turning the focus on somebody else, and then their needs, because we all have them. Yeah, you might not see it, but we all have problems, right? So, if you could take the focus out of you and start turning the focus on others, you don't think about yours as much. Mm. Yeah, in the smallest of ways, to just pull out some paper, put pen to paper, just just as simple as going through. And, it, and it's hard in those darkest hours. It, it really is to sh- ex- be expressing gratitude. It seems silly, but it's a powerful tool to start expressing some gratitude. Like, you know what? I do love my dog. You know what? I do. And you could just go through the things. I I do get that the comparison. When you seek when you seek it for yourself, it becomes completely different. Once. I kind of have a problem personally with someone else coming into a situation when I'm down and low and they point out the gentleman without legs and be like, James bootstraps, man. <laughs> I kind of have a problem that rubs me and it, yeah. it kind of has an adverse effect for me. Yeah. But when people seek that within themselves, just, you know what? And what is it? What is it that's like making me feel this way? And there could be all these attributors. Okay, so if it's finances here and all these legs that are standing up, let's just say this depressive state, start identifying those and and knocking them out. And and so much of it, like, is from the, say, health side of things. I don't even want to say mental health side of things because I feel like that, so, like, it's interesting to hear that it seems like through these supplements and things of that nature all of a sudden get you off all these other drugs and, like, pharmaceuticals and all sorts of things. So, so it's important to just start identifying, taking these little steps, being grateful that, hey, you are at least as functioning as you are and you can be open to certain individuals and just being vulnerable because it sounds like God has put amazing people. So to look around you listeners and see who God's put in your life, that kid help champion this battle you're faced with and 
and and seek some answers and just taking these baby steps and eventually one of these steps is going to just be lead to ooh this feels good I'm yeah. going to go further <laughs> yeah. down yeah yeah you know the thing is is what you have to do is accept that you have a problem but, mm. guess, but guess what realize that you're not the only one yeah we all have them right some are a little yeah. bit more severe than others so once you realize that you have a problem what are you doing to, 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 to fix that? I mean, are you reaching out for help? Right. And if the help you're, that's, that's be assigned to you, because I've been assigned a bunch of different people, if it's not into what you believe, go for more. Just because somebody says this is what it's got to be, yeah. doesn't mean you know yourself way better than anybody else does. Right? So as you're try as you're, uh, Get a feel for who you are. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Try try to understand where you are and where you're coming from. And know that you're having a problem, right? And right. just because you're having a problem doesn't mean anything, right? Mm. Look out for help. And yeah. if, like I said, if the help that you seek, because every, every, with our society right now that it says, okay, this is your primary care. This is this, this is that. Mm. You know, I'm fixing to go on my fourth neurologist. Mm. Fourth neurologist. Wow. And uh, because I, I didn't like the path they were going to take me. You know, the first one, it was uh, from Barrows. You know, uh, with all the things that I'm going through, they were saying it's all seizures. Hmm. So what they did is they did an EEG on me, right? A one-hour EEG. Hmm. That's where they map your brain. And uh, they didn't have anything on there. And I read the report, right? It says that I'm not having seizures. But they wanted to put me on seizure medicines. I said, no, I ain't going to put, are you kidding me? Why would I go on seizure medicine if I'm not having seizures? Hmm. Right? They said, well, let's do a 72-hour one. So I actually did, I wore uh, wore a hat uh, with a bunch of wires on my scalp for for 72 hours. Interesting. And during that time, uh, they did a reading on me, right? When it was all over with, they go, yep, 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 we need to get you on seizure. And I said, wait a second, did you see any seizures? Well, you're you're having seizure-like episodes. I go, whoa, 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 whoa. What does mm. a seizure-like episode mean to you? Mm. And they go, well, you're having seizure-like episodes. We want you on seizure medicine. I said, look, if you can prove that I'm having seizures, mm. well, your wife says you have deja vus and stuff like that, which you know, I do, right? Yeah. Uh, time to time, right? Yep. And, uh, but he goes, they go, well, that's a seizure. I said, well, okay. Uh, I, don't, I don't see that because everybody sees something. They go, wow, did I do that before or was I been there? I'm not the only one. I yeah. like where you're going with this, where you're listening to your gut. Yes. Like, so yes. I, I went to ha- get a second opinion, right? So I went to another doctor, and uh, they, uh, I, w- I go into the office, and the first thing out of his mouth was, yeah, I read the report, and uh, you need to be on seizure medicine. I said, you're not even going to look at me. You're not going to examine me. You're not even going to ask me a single question, and you're going to put me on seizure medicines? Hmm. <laughs> Good luck with that, right? He goes, well, I'm going to prescribe it for you, and if you don't take them, well, then I'm gonna, I'm, uh, I'm going to report it, right? Now, if they report it, I lose my driving privileges. Wow. Right? Huh. Because you're not allowed to drive on seizures. Huh. With, with seizures. I go, yep, was I having seizures? Well, it says right here that uh, you need to be on seizure medicine because you had a TBI. I go, whoa, 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 whoa. Am I having seizures? And I got so upset that I walked out. 
right? And uh, I told him, I said, so he went ahead and prescribed me some seizure medicines and sent it to my house. And uh, I, I took them and I threw them away, mm. right? And I told the, the nurse there, I said, look, if he ever wants to actually check me out, mm-hmm. well, then maybe I'll talk to him. But until then, I have nothing more to say. So she calls me up a couple of days later and says, okay, we want to do another EEG on you. So this makes my third one. They're trying to prove that I'm sick, right? They did a third one, right? So I get, uh, I did it, and I was going back. I just, last week, I went there for uh, evaluation, right? And I go, wow, so what's the outcome? She goes, were you on seizure medicines when you did the CEG? And I said, no, I told you guys. Aren't you listening? No. I'm not going to go on medication just because you want me on them. Right. If I need them, I'll go on them. I'm not afraid of taking them, right? When I had blood, high blood pressure, I took high blood pressure pills, right? So it's not that I, I don't want to fix the problem, but they if there's not a problem, couldn't even give you a definitive explanation or an answer to no. your very reasonable question. So therefore, uh, red flag, and I'm not going to stay ignorant to the situation. I'm going to have a conversation and speak out, and more red flags kept coming up. Yeah. So they, she goes, I go, you don't understand. If you tell me that I'm having seizures, well, then I can't drive. And I cherish the ability to go and see my grandkids and visit my wife when she's at work and that kind of stuff. I says, I I enjoy driving. I I enjoy going after groceries and that kind of stuff. She goes, I go, so if you report me as having seizures, well, then uh, I'll have to get my wife to come and get me. She goes, well, it's a non-reporting state. But I could tell you that if you were having seizures, I would report it. I said, oh, I like the way this is going. Mm. So you're vis- physically telling me that I'm not having seizures. Well, you know, you have a lot of brain activities and abnormal activities at night, and blah, 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 blah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Am I having seizures? I want an answer from you right now. And she goes, no, you are not. But I still want you on it for preventative. <laughs> I just started laughing. Are you kidding me? Mm. You want me to because the medication they have will put me back on the couch. Right. I wonder, and and to them, it may just be. I wonder what they're billing the insurance. Oh, I wonder that pharmaceutical. Pharmaceutical companies pay these doctors for prescribing different things. Yes. So it's for a paycheck. It's It's, not about helping me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I, I, I'm not on it. Uh, She Hmm. finally admitted that uh, that I'm not having seizures. She goes, "Well, did you do your blood work?" And I go, "Oh, you never asked me to do blood work." She goes, "Well, we want to see where your blood's at because they want to see if I'm on drugs or any of that kind of stuff." Which I'm not. So I said, look, I'll go get my blood work done. I have no problems with that. So I went and got my blood work done. And I haven't gotten results back from that. But all the bu- I'll saw the paperwork on it. it. wants to know if I'm the test to see if I'm having epilepsy or blah, 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 blah. They're trying to find a way to drug me up. Wow. But I, I feel healthier now than I ever have. Even right. though, yes, I am having issues. Right? But the issues came from my TBI. Right. Not because of anything else. And... uh and I'm working through it, but there's, it's a process. There's so many things out there. Have you have you heard about like hyperbaric oxygen oh, yeah. therapies? And, yeah. Oh, uh, and I got a friend of mine, um, uh, Sean Johnson. She's uh, she's got this thing where she clips. She would clip these little clips onto my. I I was told about it, right? So I went to go there to have therapy the first time, and uh, clip uh, clips uh, these clips on there, and she sends a radio of, uh, frequency through my body. To activate the cells in my body so they can start producing cells so they can heal, right? Interesting. 
And uh, we hit it off so good, she's never charged me. I've had several, several visits with her. She, mm. she won't charge me. So you've done quite a few different Oh, kind of I've things. done that. I've done stem cells. I've done... I got a friend of mine that uh, took me down to Tijuana. And well, I, it's paying out all these little steps that you've done from where you were to where you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's kind of the, yeah, the same I, I did for me. stem cells uh, right afterwards, and uh, my friend did. You know, this is not something that Workman's Comp should have covered. Right. Covered. He literally took me over to Tijuana for a week, and I was doing stem cell injections and stuff like that for a week. cost him $8,000, and mm. he paid for it out of his own pocket. Mm. So all the help I've gotten, all the help I've gotten, none of it came from Workman's Comp. They've never paid or for me to have any therapy. Right. Right. So I took them to court. Right. Oh, wow. Uh, and when it, when I went to court, uh, my attorney, I kept telling him, I said, look, subpoena the emails, subpoena the text messages, all this stuff here. I was telling him I was wanting to kill myself and all this other stuff. Hmm. And uh, because he was my friend that I was working for. He was literally the best man at my wedding. So I, I loved the guy and I trusted him. And uh, my attorney kept saying, no, 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 no. We don't need that. We don't need that. I said, he goes, it's a slam dunk case. Don't worry about it. Hmm. So when it went to court, I didn't even have a neurologist that he assigned. I went to the neurologist that they assigned. And uh, when I uh, when it went to court, it was during pandemic, so it was all televised. Hmm. And uh, uh, the neurologist said that uh, when he interviewed me, he said that I was faking it and that I'm an unsociable cutter. And I'm looking at my arms going, really? Unsociable cutter, huh? I got over 1,100 phone numbers in my phone and not a scar on my body. So how does that make me unsociable for one and a cutter for another? Yeah. And then so I kept trying to chime in, and my attorney kept blocking me. Hmm. And uh, so I, anyways, I ended up firing him, and, and uh, I lost the case. And Interesting. Yeah. So through all that, it's just been, you know, I've been through a lot of challenges in my life. It's, it, it, wow. It's such a roller coaster and it and it's so <laughs> tough it's so tough i know for me amongst my darkest not even yeah some of my darkest uh hours was having to face that man in the mirror and essentially ask him do you value this life and in a lot of those moments it was weak very subtle yes and that's sad, but hey, it's a start, right? But as you, yes, I do value this life. All of a sudden, like in those moments, so dating back six, over six years ago, nearing, yeah, my, my latest head trauma, I realized even with that weak yes, what that meant. That meant buy alcohol, buy, mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. And a lot of my life, my lifestyle, all sorts of things, just, just out the gate. But it's interesting as you take those steps, you seek meaning, purpose, understanding, because oh. we're all visitors here, and you just start, like, learning, and you're going down these paths. And next thing you know is, like, you know what? Facing that man in the mirror is like, frick, yes, I care about this life. I do. Yes. And yes. it gets, in ways, more challenging in ways you you want to say. I mean, rah, curses. No, the, I'm, I'm grateful that there's some people that make these hard decisions and whoosh, 
their life just takes off and it's just this beautiful story sadly folks don't get your hope up so like hopes up like that but undoubtedly it set me on a course i'm extremely like you blessed yes and i'm still in the midst of it i'm still fighting i'm sure to an extent head traumas i'm to an extent lyme disease to an extent maybe some unknown things right that's where if we're not taking action on these things and being excitable about it all, like how are we ever really going to know how are we going to fall into the best versions of ourselves? So to face yourselves in the mirror and genuinely ask, do I value this existence? Then hopefully it ends up being a resounding frick. Yes. To where you start. Yeah. Facing yourself and what it's going to take to be the best version of you here and it will lead it should lead to a level of selflessness it should you know because it's crazy you you mentioned that oh what was it that we should that we could look at ourselves like we, no one knows us better than ourselves. Dare I say, I know someone that knows us each individually better than any, like than we even can begin to describe ourselves. And it is our creator. And I know personally, and whether that resonates with certain individuals in the midst of their journey, because I know myself, there could be someone outwardly expressing exactly what I'm expressing right now. And in those moments, zero resignation. Like, it's just not, I don't feel it. I'm like, yeah, uh-huh, whatever, dude. <laughs> but when you experience it in, in the love our creator has for each and one, every one of us, like, and the more you can seek that humbling, eat some humble pie, as I say it, and then come from a level of meekness and seek that understanding and go down that road. Like you, you just won't know you, you just won't know until you go down that road. And I'm telling you, it's for your betterment, like all sorts of healing, all sorts of blessings, things just align. I meet people, men, strong men like you that build me up that much more that give me more resolve and more excitement to go even further down this road. Not even a road anymore. It's a mountain I'm excited to climb. Absolutely. Right. And guess what? You're just taking one step at a time. Yeah. One step at a time. It's not like you're going to try to jump to the top. You know what I mean? Right. Because on your steps up, you're learning, you're processing, and you're teaching. Thank you for this afternoon. Bill, thank you for this afternoon. It was such a gift meeting you then, meeting you now. <laughs> you have an energy about you. You have a gift. Your work here isn't done, my man. Not I think it's just close. beginning, right? For all of us here in this era, in this day and age. Wow. Let's just set down these all our weapons and weaponized words and divide all these polarizations and let's communicate let's start looking at each other out of love versus enemies are you kidding me hmm. when you set these things down you can you start to see like all our interests and 
values in a, in a way are more so in alignment than we all even can acknowledge just because evil's been so effective on all this division so let me ask you a question yes sir you you, you know how pay it forward works right oh yeah yeah oh yeah yeah i love so it so i challenge everybody out there perfect touch one life one right. life that's all i ask touch one life in a positive outlook yeah see what it does for them and see if it doesn't inspire them to touch one more and see what happens in the world if we all just give it one try i love that pay it forward y'all you heard it from bill himself <laughs> give it up for bill <laughs> love you guys thank you for joining ah, be sure to accept that challenge and be sure to support us let's share this follow let's let's kick this off let's create a community let's ensure a better tomorrow love you bless you till next time